This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 75. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we are joined by Chris Jones. A digital marketing strategist and blogger, Chris Jones is the founder of socialboss.com. He's a big fan of all things Apple and loves WordPress for blogging and websites. Hey, Chris. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Chris. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. uh, Thanks so much for having me. Uh, So uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm 36 years old. Uh, I've been working with WordPress now for over 10 years. Um, I can remember when WordPress was... Uh, some of the earliest versions of it, and uh, it sure has come a long way. <laughs> yeah, how did you get into it to begin with? Well, um, so I, I've always really been into computers. I've always it was really I just was obsessed with the internet. I mean, I can remember when uh, you know AOL was around, and and then Netcom, the very first like way you could you know log into the internet, and um, I just became obsessed with that stuff, and I really wanted to build webs, build like a, a site for myself you know, plant my flag, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I started messing around with blogger with Google's platform and then I discovered WordPress and, uh, just basically taught myself WordPress from the earliest time. And, um, it just became something I fell in love with and I've been doing it ever since. So you started as a blogger and now would you consider yourself more of a, uh, content person developer? Where do you fall on the spectrum of WordPress people? Yeah, so um, so I can. I mean, I, I consider myself uh, definitely still a blogger. Um, I blog about social media and digital marketing and, and WordPress, um, and I like to do you know um, uh, listicles and I like to review tools and things of that nature. But then I also build Word, WordPress sites on a professional level, both for myself and for clients. Okay, so you are a unicorn. I guess, of sorts, as they say. <laughs> I'm used to wearing a lot of hats. Uh, tell us a little bit about Social Boss. Yeah, so that's a site that I founded. So, so I, I was working, I've worked for a number of, of pretty good-sized agencies um, in Houston and in Austin. Um, and I recently uh, decided to, you know, kind of go and do my own thing. Um, I had done that for a while, and then I decided to go back to the agency world. Um, and now I decided to start socialboss.com as, you know, kind of a, uh, well, it's, it's part of my, my design agency, but it's, it's really about content marketing, but it's really about providing value for people. It's not about selling anything to anybody. I'm not selling anything. All I'm doing is providing good, valuable information to people about digital marketing strategies, about WordPress, about, you know, how to's for, for beginners who are just starting out with WordPress, um, for, for tips for bloggers about how to do SEO. Um, all kinds of things like that. What's your favorite part of your new project? What do you, what, what drew you to it, I guess? And what do you, what are you enjoying the most? Uh, I really get a kick out of providing, you know, valuable content to people and not asking for anything in return. I mean, it's just, uh, and, and, and it, it, it really works. Like if, if you, what I discovered is if your intention is not to, uh, make money from it and it's really your passion and you're just putting stuff out there to try to help people and because it's something to interest you and you want to talk about it, it's just sort of become successful because it's, it's, there's nothing behind it. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. 
And it's, well, it's kind of something I kind of, uh, you hear Gary Vaynerchuk talking about this and he's so right. It's like, if you provide value consistently to people, you know, you're going to get out there. I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's funny. You should use the word successful because that's something we talk about is success a lot here. And, um, so since you brought it up, can you share with us how you define success? What that means? Yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting question. So personal, personal and or professional or professional and or personal. Yeah, well, so I mean, it's definitely something that means different things to different people. But I would say for myself, um, success, both professionally and personally would be um, if I'm achieving my goals, and most importantly, if I'm happy. Achieving goals and happy. Yeah, I mean, talk be, a little be, bit about that. What, what kind of how does that play out? So like work goals, I get it, right? You know, you're, you're launching the client's website, you're launching this new business, uh, you're blogging at a certain rate, et cetera. But, but how does, you know, things like slightly less tangible, how am I happy at work? How am I happy in my personal life? How do you, how do you measure and set goals around that? Well, so for me, being happy as far as work is concerned, if, if that's something that I love and I'm passionate about it, it doesn't feel like work. It's not something that I dread doing or I'm like, oh, man, it's Monday, you know, oh, man, I, you know, I can't wait till Friday. It's not like that. It's something I enjoy. I look forward to it. It's something I have to try to turn myself off at some point in, in the evening and, and so that I don't keep doing it because it's not something that, that you know, I, I dislike doing. So, so to me, and, you know, having that good work-life balance, I think, is very important as far as happiness and as far as the way I look at success because you could be successful professionally um, in that, you know, you're making a lot of money and, and you're doing really well with, you know, what your business objectives are, but maybe, you know, you're not spending enough time with your family and maybe you're doing all that at the expense of your kids. And sometimes you got to do these things, but, um, you know, I like to try to have a, a, as good a work-life balance as I can and, and be happy while also, um, you know, enjoying you know, professional success as well. Work-life balance is something we hear a lot about from our guests. and a lot of them like yourself want to maintain that, but it can be a challenge. And sure. if we kind of accept that some weeks it's more work and other weeks we're on vacation, it's more family. I want to ask you about the, the tactics that you use to make sure that kind of day to day, week to week, when it is just kind of like a nine to five ish period, I'm not saying that you necessarily work nine to five, but it's, you know, it's not an overwhelming amount of work at that point in your, in your, in your production schedule. How do you, how do you balance that? What kind of systems or tools or mentality do you take? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to work, you have to work late and you have to go, you know, it's funny you say nine to five, cause it's like, you know, especially in this business, it's, you know, it, you can kind of be all over the place. And, you know, if, if, if it wasn't for having a family and things like that, I would probably, you know, I can easily, you know, work it, it, way late into the night, but it's something that as I've gotten older, I have to, to, you know, measure that out. And I have to say, you know, at some point there's gotta be a time in the evening that I take some, that I take some time and stop working for the day and, and focus on the other things that matter in my life. And, you know, you can't always do that, but it's something that I try to make it, you know, a conscious effort of doing. Cool. So the other thing that you mentioned that caught my attention was around how much you really enjoy giving out free content, knowledge, information, and how that, if that's done in an altruistic way, inevitably at some form, it'll come back to you in a good way, in a productive way, whether that's karma or projects from clients or what have you. 
which makes me wonder a little bit about your involvement with the WordPress community. Um, are you involved with your WordPress community locally? And if so, how? Yeah. So, uh, so there's, there's, uh, we have meetups, WordPress meetups, um, that we do. And then I'm, I'm, I'm on, um, uh, WP.org. Um, I'm on some of the, I'm, I'm a part of most of the big WordPress communities, uh, on Google plus on Facebook on, you know, pretty much everywhere. Uh, but, but as far as locally is concerned, yeah, we have a WordPress meetup that we go to, uh, once a month. Yeah, that's something we talk about also, WordPress um, meetups and WordCamps are a place where we connect with other people uh, who use WordPress, but also lots of times people like, like you who are running your own WordPress business. Have you found uh, support within the community as you've branched off and started this new venture? Or how have you sort of learned your way, found your path to running your own business and, and running your own website? Well, so I started out running my own stuff when I first started out, you know, in this, you know, you over 10 years ago. And then um, I, there was the, the money was so good as far as the offers I was getting to come work at some of these big agencies that I decided to go ahead and do that for, for a few years. And uh, I really enjoyed that. It was really cool because I got to work with so many different types of clients of all different sizes with all kinds of budgets. Um, and so it really and I got to work with some really amazing people who had all kinds of talents that that, you know, maybe I was weaker on and I got to, I got to get better at graphic design and I got to get, I got to really like enhance the stuff that I wasn't, you know, necessarily that good at or hadn't really had the opportunity to work on. Um, and then, um, I decided to go back and, and start doing my own business with, with all the knowledge that I had gained over these years, I felt way better equipped to go ahead and do my own thing now because of all the years that I spent and watching what, you know, the, the people that I worked with and seeing how, how you would structure it and all the way down to understanding how to have the, um, you know, the right accounting software. I mean, you know, all that stuff. So. Yeah. So have there been, has it changed, I guess you're, since you did this before and, and then you worked for someone else and now you're back to working for yourself again, the, the pros and cons of that and how, how has that transition gone for you? Are you, uh, uh, yeah, it's much easier to find clients now than it was interesting. When, I, when I first, because there's so many more avenues. LinkedIn is just amazing. You know, you, but before it was mostly like Craigslist and stuff like that. Mm. Now you've got all these ways paid or, or, you know, organic as far as LinkedIn is concerned. Um, you know, you have Quora, which I, which I, I participate on quite a bit. Um, and I, I answer questions. Um, and then of course, through my own, through my own blogging, um, and guest blogging. I mean, there's just so many ways now to get your name out there. Uh, I've really been putting a lot of emphasis on Instagram lately. Um, I'm trying to build a, uh, a significant following on there. I've only, I'm only, I'm not that far into it at all. Um, I wish I would have taken it more seriously earlier. I just didn't realize what kind of organic engagement was going on on there. So, um, yeah, I read something about, up. I read something about Instagram stories and uh, I, I still can't figure out quite how to do them, but apparently they get a lot more um, views. They, they have a lot more exposure than Instagram posts. Do you well, do so, so, the, so the new thing, if you have an Instagram account for business, you, you, if once you hit 10,000 followers, a bunch of new tools unlocks and your stories, they have a swipe up now on stories for everybody that has 10,000 plus visitors uh, or followers. Um, you can, you can, do a story, but then you can say swipe up and link directly to that blog post. 
when before, um, if you don't, if you have less than 10,000, you can only put that one link in your bio. Right. So once you hit that, so I'm, I'm on my way. I, that's where I'm, I'm, my goal is to hit 10,000 10, so I can unlock those new tools. Wow. Interesting. That, that's a game changer. Something to, be able new. to put a link into every single story is like phenomenal. Chris, what is, what is a typical project or client project look like for you? It's really interesting the way that you're bringing in new work. What is, what comes in the door and what does that mean for you uh, project wise? Well, uh, I would say a lot, I'd say a vast majority of my business is rebuilding Wix sites. <laughs> uh, because well, there's the, a niche, there's a niche, not many WordPress people want to tackle. <laughs> well, keeping them in Wix or moving them to WordPress or moving them to Squarespace? What, do you, what are you doing within Wix? Oh, no, taking them off of Wix and putting them in WordPress. The, uh, okay. all, these vic- all these victims of those bad commercials about how you can build yourself a website in 15 minutes. No, you can't. And uh, it, it's. So, so they, they start their business and then they have that Wix site and then they come to me and say, well, you know, I, I did this, you know, in, in, in like two hours and, you know, it's not getting anywhere. I mean, they're usually not even listed on Google because they don't have the right title tags. They don't have anything. It's, it's just a, I, I don't, I can't, don't even get me started, but <laughs> it's just, but th- thankfully the, the Wix alone could keep me in business. <laughs> but but I mean and, and it's same for uh same for GoDaddy page builder, all that stuff. All the do-it-yourself stuff. So you find these people on that need this help on on social media mainly? Yeah, a, a lot of fa- uh, Facebook, uh so Facebook groups is huge. So mm-hmm. so the Facebook groups are in the in my local area uh, is huge. I find lots of clients on there. Um also I do I do email marketing as well. I have a I'm always building my email marketing list. Um Wow, you sound like you must be really busy, Chris. How do you <laughs> yeah. manage your time? How do you tools. how do you split your time up? Tools. It's all huh? it's all about the tools. That's all why right. I'm always beta testing new tools because if I can find a new tool that's going to help me to work smarter and work more efficiently and improve the quality of what I'm doing, I'm always down to do it. Uh, that's why I my, the latest tool I started using is Meet Edgar. It's my favorite tool right now. Love it. I did a review on it. This, they're so nice over there too. Everybody over there on the team is great. Um, and, uh, so I've been using that in conjunction with Sprout Social. That's, that's the social media management platform I use. And then, um, uh, I use Buffer as well. I love tools. I do too. I'm all, do. I love testing them. <laughs> I could just be quiet and let the two of you talk tools for a while. If you like that. <laughs> I don't know if everybody would enjoy that as much as we would, but. <laughs> so Chris. I'm interested in the kind of the conversion and relationship development. So I get you're joining a Facebook group or you're answering a question on Quora or you're connecting on LinkedIn, but then at some point it has to be, Hey, I want you to do a, B and C and D you say, well, yeah, okay, I'll do a, B and C. You're probably not ready for D, but let's do a, B, C. And I want this much money for it. And I'm being blunt and quick because we're on a, just a conversation here, but I, how does that work? Do you then transition to email? Are you just going, are you Instagramming back and forth? Are you just eventually having pick up the phone? What's, what's your process once you've made the connection and they're interested and it's worth you investing some time in that conversation? How does that progress? So, so it usually starts out, like you say, with, with, with texting or, or, you know, responding in Facebook groups or whatever, then I'll go to the to instant messenger and then I set up a phone call. Um, that's my next step. Always set up a phone call and get the person on the phone, figure out what the scope of work looks like. 
what their expectations are, what their goals are, what is it that they're trying to achieve. And then I lay that out. And then once we, once we hang, once we hang up, I'll send them a follow-up email, basically uh, rehashing what we talked about. And then I'll send them an official proposal um, outlining everything uh, with a line by line, what it's going to cost. And then once they sign off on it, then, uh, then they'll get sent an invoice and we go from there. And the way that I, the way I require payment is 50% upfront and then 50% upon completion. Yep. That sounds interesting. So, so there, a lot can happen with social media. Hey, can you help me fix my website? Sure. And you know, they're thinking 10 bucks and you're thinking a thousand and I'm just making up numbers, but you know, that kind of total difference. How do you, how do you filter so that by the time you decide yeah, I'm going to pick up the phone with this person and invest that kind of time, talk for 15, 20 minutes, write an email, follow up. Where does that happen? Because I imagine with social media, everybody is click, click, click. And then it's, you know, well, you know, your version of a lot of money is quite different than my version of a lot of money, client to, to you know, oh, provider. Sure. How do, where do you start to look for money in the, in the conversation standpoint so that you don't have to respond to everybody? Well, for one, well, it, it's, I, it also, well, first of all, it depends on what kind of business they have. So, um, you know, I, I can tell, I'm usually pretty good at screening out uh, the people who are serious because uh, you'll, you'll find, it's a numbers game like anything else. Um, you know, you'll, you'll have the people who say they want to do X, Y, Z. Then it, when it comes down to it, you know, they start dragging their feet and, and you know, all that kind of thing. Then you have the, the people who are serious and are ready to, to start making moves and, and, you know, let's get it done. Um, but uh, yeah, so, the, so from the phone call, you know, if, if once we start talking about what they want, I, I, I let them know fairly early on, well, you know, here's, here's kind of ballpark. This is what something like that, you know, is probably going to cost you, um, you know, without giving, being specific, um, you know, this is ballpark kind of what we're talking about. And if it's, if they're like blown out of the world, oh, you know, then, then we know it's, it's just not for me. Um, you know, cause I, I don't, when I first started out years ago, I was doing the nickel and dime stuff. I, I just don't, I don't have, I just don't have time to do that. And you know, God bless everyone that does because those people need somebody who can do those things. Yeah. But well, we uh, all kind of start though, right? I mean, some of that is yeah. just learning curve. Mm-hmm. I don't know but but it's gotten to, to now where you've got the Fiverr and you've got all the, the, the whole gig economy thing. And I can't compete with those guys anyway on that, on that stuff. I mean, I, I just, you know, because the guys in India and the guys, all, you know, all over the place, I mean, I just, you know, so I just leave it, leave that for them. Right, right. I'm going to back up a little bit because it does sound like you, um, you're more than a unicorn. You're doing a lot of different things in a lot of different directions, it sounds like, with social media and all the things you're managing with that and, and finding new clients and building websites and rebuilding Wix and all those things. Um, going towards your goal of this work-life balance, what is the most important thing that you do every day? to help ensure that you are working to be successful in your own definition? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I, I, well, so I have a list sort of in the morning. I, I get up pretty early and I put out a list of the things I want to accomplish for that day or the things that I need to do. And I always feel good when at the end of the day that that, that list is, is, is close to being finished as, as it can be. Um, so that's, that's kind of the way I, I handle that. How do you decide what makes it onto that list? How do you balance enough things on the list so that you don't, you know, get to two o'clock and say, okay, uh, now what? But also how do you get it so that at the end of the day, you don't say, crikey, I put on 15 things here and I got to four. Well, it's, it's all based on, on, on what the, 
what the most important thing, the most important, uh, you know, down to the, to the least important. And the stuff at the bottom is the stuff I'd like to get done, but it's not critical. Um, and the stuff at the top is the stuff that's absolutely got to be done because there's, there's, you know, there's, there's time frames, there's, you know, time involved with that stuff. And there's expectations. And I've said, told the client something's going to be done on Friday, then I need to have it done on Friday, you know. I mean, I'm going to ask you about advice. What is the most important slash useful, impactful advice that you've received and how you, do you implement that in your life? Um, I would say hmm, the, most power, the most powerful advice would probably be something along the lines of not to, you know, tune out the noise and other people telling you what you need to be doing. If, you, if you're confident about something and you, you, you know, feel confident you're going in the right direction, then keep, keep doing that and, and stick with it. Because especially in this game and with social media and all that stuff, I mean, the way that, the way, especially with blogging, the reason most people uh, are not successful as bloggers in the sense that, of course, success is measured, everybody measures it differently, but I mean by success in the sense that they burn out and they quit blogging. So I would say that's not, not successful. The reason that is is because, um, you know, they, they come and they approach it the wrong way. They're not passionate about it. They're, they don't pick the right niche. Um, and, you know, the, the advice that I always tell bloggers is if, you, if you're trying to pick a niche, because people want to do content marketing, it's huge. You know, you need to write about something you're passionate about you're going to be able to write about that subject better than anybody else. Don't, don't pick a subject because you think it's popular or it's going to get lots of clicks because if you don't like that, you're going to burn out on that and you're not going to write it as good as the guy who's getting all those clicks because that guy loves what he's writing about. You don't care about that. You're just writing about it because you want to get clicks, write about what you love, whatever that is. And you're going to write about that better than anybody else. And you're going to make the best content about that. So, yeah. That's good advice. That's good advice. I wonder how that translates for somebody who is trying to gain a following. If you're writing about something that's not as broadly, uh, you know, marketable, if it's something that just you're interested in, what do you think about that idea? No, because it, it, that's the thing. It, everybody wants to glom onto this, the thing that's real popular, but there's, there's a, there's a, the internet is so vast. There's a bunch of people who love whatever it is you love. I don't care how weird it is. <laughs> or or may seem not mainstream to you or no one no one could possibly like that but me no 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 i assure you there's people out there that like that too whatever it is and so if you write about that you're going to find your little niche and you're going to be more successful in that niche than maybe the guy that's writing about the real popular stuff or so-called popular stuff um you know you can you can gain a a, a big a, a, sometimes a larger audience in these smaller niches because there's not there's less competition there's less voices in that in that area Chris, you shared about tuning out the noise and stick with what you feel confident and what you know and move ahead on that and try not to let people dissuade you. Uh, within the WordPress community, are a significant number of people, whether they're self-employed or in the employment of others, work from home and don't have agency partners at the water cooler or at the coffee machine to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. How does it sound to you? Within that environment, and, and I, I imagine uh, that, that this is something, given your experience of working for yourself in the past, and again today, you can share some light on is how do, how do you go about making sure that you are confident? You, know, you have a great idea on a Saturday afternoon while you're cutting the grass or something like that, 
and then you do some research on it and you roll that out. How do you, how do you maintain that confidence when you, you know, don't have a professional team around you or necessarily a professional support network? How do you, how do you know that the noise around you is just noise and not actually they have the truth and you don't? Well, I, well, I still stay in touch with, with all the different guys that I used to work at the agency with. I'm good friends with them. And so we're on instant message, you know, all day long in the corner of my screen, I'll be chatting about stuff. And, you know, we talk on the phone. I have a couple of different text chains that go on all day and all night uh, throughout the day. And I have to sort of keep that under control too, because I can end up going off on that thing. But uh, uh, yeah, so so I, I bounce ideas off, uh, you know, people, but I also do, do my research. And, um, you know, th- there are certain people in the industry who inspire me and who um, I, I tend to when I have a good idea and it makes sense, it just, when it makes sense to me, it just makes sense to me. I don't really doubt it that much anymore. Um, and I know because I listen to some of my peers and I know in within the community that this would be a good idea and I've seen it implemented successfully elsewhere. I mean, it's, so that's the way I look at that. Thank you. Let me ask you about challenges. Uh, you, you've shared with us about your career, about starting your own business and then going to work for other agencies. You've talked about working on very big projects on very small projects. You've talked about work-life balance. And as you're starting your new business again, maybe you can share with us what's been your biggest challenge to date. Um, Hmm. Wow. That's a good question. My biggest challenge to date. Um, Professionally or personally or what? what Well, I'll I'll leave that to you because, you know, sometimes they intertwine and sometimes they don't. But uh, I guess I'll I'll keep chatting to give you some time to think. But I and maybe while you're thinking about the challenge itself is how either have you overcome it if it's something in the past or how are you currently working on it if it's something that's ongoing? We try not to make people cry, so you don't have to, you know, (laughs) whatever you're comfortable with. (laughs) But people do cry. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going to turn the Dr. Phil up in here. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, right. Um, so biggest thing I've had to overcome, you know, I don't, I don't know, I guess. Um, hmm. I guess making the decision to, to, you know, leave the agency life again and then, and then, you know, doing something on my own. Um, was it was a pretty big decision um, because you know there's family my family's involved and things that like that so I got to make sure I do what's best for them and so I guess that was probably that's probably the in, in recent memory I guess that would be um, a pretty big decision but I, I thus far I don't have any regrets about it it's been a good decision that's great how long did that process take I'm always interested in that so you're thinking maybe I should go work for myself as you're cutting that grass on the Saturday afternoon and (laughs) injecting and cutting the grass is your philosophical time. Uh, How long did it take before you decided to, to, to do it? And you know, the last day in the office of somebody else's office, how long did that take? Talk us through that process. Uh, It it took, it took a few months. I mean, it's something I had been thinking about because um, you know, I'm all, I'm I'm constantly have to have ideas about stuff I want to do. And it's just like, I don't have the time because I'm always working on, on other, you know, on stuff at work and, and that kind of thing. And even though I was still able to work at home, like three days a week, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but I wanted to really focus on, on the stuff that, that I wanted to accomplish for myself. Um, And so it took a few months and, you know, it it was, it was, um, you know, and and, and it, it ended on a super great note. I mean, it's, I can come back anytime I want. I mean, it's not a big deal. Um, 
but you know, it's just something that I really wanted to do. And knowing what I, knowing everything I know now, I'm able to get just enough clients and, and I'm, it's at the right price point that I don't have to be swamped with client work and I can really do that and, and easily finance what I want to do as far as my own stuff and, and get that off the ground and keep that going. And so that's kind of, you know, what I, what I had envisioned and thus far it's been working out real well. That's excellent. That's great. When you, uh, when you blog, are you blogging at all about that process? about your transition that you've made and, and running your agency? Or are you targeting people who are trying to learn how to, well, what are you blogging about? I guess I should say. Yeah. So, so I blog about um, uh, tips for, uh, for beginners in WordPress. Um, I blog about interesting social media news developments. If, if, you know, Instagram adds some new features or things like that. I also blog about um, SEO tips for WordPress or SEO tips for bloggers. Um, and then I do reviews of tools. Um, uh, I talk about the tools that I like and why I like them. And, uh, I talk, I talk about my experiences using, you know, different types of tools and, and with the ones that I use and why I use them and for what purpose. Um, so I, I kind of just blog about all types of things. It's, uh, it's usually either social media marketing related or it's either blogging or WordPress related. Um, uh, but I to answer your question, I have not talked about that. And that's actually something I had thought about doing. I think it would actually make an interesting series of posts. Um, I'm actually, the, the newest project that I'm working on right now, um, I'm actually partnered up with my friend who, and we had been partnered up years ago for, uh, so we created a social network that was very similar to Facebook, but it was exclusively for the fresh produce industry. And the purpose of it was to facilitate the, the buying and selling of produce around the country and the transport of it make it easier because the produce industry is very antiquated. They're still living in, in dinosaur times. They still use fax machines. It's very strange. And uh, so bringing these guys into the you know, modern era um, and the, how, how I even got into that was because my buddy is the, he, he owns the largest produce company in Texas. And so he's really plugged into to all that whole world. So we did this some years ago and it turned out to be very successful. It was a startup we did together. That's when I left the agency world, started that with him. Then we ended up selling it to a big produce media company. And then, um, then I went back to the agency world. And now that I'm doing my own thing again, we decided to get together and, and start, an, start another uh, secondary agency that is, that is focusing on building websites and doing marketing just for the produce industry. So we're partnered up on that. So I'm excited about that. It's called produce game changers. And we recently launched a podcast too. So that's something I'm excited about. So see a whole nother thing you're doing. I don't know how you find all the time for all of that. I, I don't, I don't either. I was trying to think of something to say. And I could just say that's bananas. <laughs> Get it? Fresh produce. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I think on that really bad note, <laughs> <laughs> not fresh note. Um, that was such a corny thing to say. <laughs> it worked though. I mean, it did. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, we need to wrap this up before we get really ridiculously silly. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Where can people find you online? Okay. So you can find me on Twitter at real Chris Jones. You can find me on Instagram at social boss and boss is spelled B A W S E. Um, you can find my, my 
blog at socialboss.com. Um, and you can find me on Facebook at Social Boss, um, Snapchat, you name it, all pretty much the same. Um, and uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions or you know needs coaching or help with anything, uh, feel free to reach out. Sounds Chris, great. thanks so much for joining us on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Thank yeah, you. I, pre- I appreciate you guys having me. It's been great. Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.